0: Glory, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. It is such a wonderful thing that we're able to come together and glorify God and give him all the glory that he deserves. He is so deserving of every word of praise, every word of worship, every word of adoration. Um, today, I just want to bring a message of hope, a message of courage, a message of strength, a message just to encourage you in uh, this Christmas season. I know that um, so many things are happening in the world right now, and when we look around, we tend to not want to celebrate as much as we used to in past years. But I want to come to you and bring a message that will en- hopefully encourage you and uh, let you know that God is still with you. And, um, I'm going to come out of Luke 2, uh, 4 through 7. So, Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth into Galilee, to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because it belonged to the house and the line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who who was pledged to be married to him, and was expecting a child while they were there the time came for the baby to be born and she gave birth to her firstborn son she wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no room available for them and I want to talk to you about a message called the hiding place because sometimes God will call you to do something and when you start doing it when you first receive the call it is exciting God has touched your life God has touched you he chose you he called you but somewhere in the middle of that call you find yourself in a manger you find yourself in a stable and I want to encourage you right now because the manger is not your destination it, the manger is not your destination. Sometimes you may have to give birth in a manger, but it is not your je- your destination. Jesus was the King of kings and the Lord of lords. He could have been born in any place, more plush, more comfortable, supplied with all the best furnishings and the best servants that God, but God caused his firstborn son to be born in a lowly manger. And some of us are in that same stage where Mary found himself found herself. She, She was going up to a place to pay taxes. She was in an unfamiliar place, but, and she was pregnant, she was uncomfortable. And now on top of being uncomfortable, riding on a donkey for miles and miles, now she's in labor in an unfamiliar place. And some of us are in that same place right now. God has called you, he has given you a vision, and now you're in an unfamiliar place and your baby is about to come, and there's no room at the inn. Oh, God. So let us bless God for his word this morning. Father, we thank you, Lord God, that you are our hiding place. You are our shield and our hiding place, oh God. We thank you, Lord God, that our, you have given us a manger, Lord God. Lord, we could be looking for the plush and the comfort and, the, and the, the blings of life, Lord God. But we are humble enough, Lord God, to understand that there is purpose in the manger. And so, God, we submit this message to you. And let every word that goes forth, Lord God, goes forth with power and with anointing, Lord God, that will change and transform every heart that would listen to this message in the name of Jesus. So as you go through your manger right now, Oh, shara Sahara. sahara. Glory to God, as you go through your manger situation, as you go through your stable situation, I know you may feel comfortable, uh, uncomfortable, I know you may feel alone, but God has a purpose in bringing you to that manger. He has a purpose in bringing you to that stable. I know your situation may be smelly and uncomfortable and unfamiliar, but God has a purpose in all of it. Sometimes we feel like God has impregnated us with the vision. And he left us by ourselves to give birth. I wonder where are the midwives. I wonder where is your birth in place. I wonder where are the supp- the supplies? Where are the resources that God is supposed? God cannot just drop a baby inside of you and just leave you all by yourself to give birth. That is not the kind of God that we serve. Oh Shadorosa uh, oh. Jesus God is not a man that he should lie he said I'm gonna put a, a baby on the inside of you and when he put that baby on the inside of you he already went ahead in your future and he already made the resources available the provisions are available just because you don't see them right now it doesn't mean that God has not made the provision for them your manger has a purpose I can just see Mary full term pregnant with God's baby, walking through the streets of Bethlehem. And suddenly, that c- first contraction hit. Oh, choro mm, sada! That first contraction hit. And she began to pray. For those of you who have ever been pregnant, you understand when that first contraction hit. You're waiting to see, am I gonna count off 10 minutes? Am I gonna count off five minutes until the next contraction? And so she began to pray. She's like, Lord, you know that I am in I, am, I just came here to pay this taxes, Lord. Can you hold off this birthing process? Lord, I, I just want to get home. I just want to get back to where I'm, I'm familiar. I just want to get back to the place where I'm comfortable, Lord, God. Oh God, I want to get back to the place where i know that i have some help i have some family that could help me i have some people that i'm familiar with god can i get back to that place oh god but here comes another contraction oh god oh Rabasataya. oh god the second contraction came and mary is still uncomfortable she is still praying she's saying god you must not have heard God, because this baby is still coming. Lord, Lord, I'm in an unfamiliar place. I'm in a place where I don't know anyone. And Lord, I, 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 this pain, God, it's unbearable. I can hardly walk. God. Are you in that place right now where God has placed a vision on your heart, and all you can see is a stable. All you can see is a manger. All you see around you is a street full of strangers. And she cried out to her husband, Joseph, quick, let us find a place to stay for the night. Get me some help for this baby is about to come. And Joseph, in a panic, running from one house to the next house, trying to find a place for his bride to give birth. But there was no room. There was no place that they could go. Can you imagine being in the streets in that condition, in an unfamiliar town, in an unfamiliar place where nobody knows your name? And to compound matters, your baby is coming. You're about to have a baby. I could bet if God had told maybe she was going to give birth in Bethlehem in a stable with donkeys, she probably would have left. She probably would not have left the house. She probably would have stayed home and said, Lord, it's okay. I don't need, you know, Joseph can go up and pay those taxes. I'll stay back because I'm with child. But God has a purpose. He had a plan in bringing Mary to Bethlehem because Bethlehem was supposed to be the place where the Messiah was supposed to be born. So Oh my God. So, somebody, you got to understand that you got to go through Bethlehem to give birth to what is on the inside of you. You got to go through your manger to give birth to what is on the inside of you. I don't know. I know it's uncomfortable. I know it's unfamiliar, but you got to give birth. You got to give birth. And the thing about giving birth is that these babies, they don't give you any warning sign, they don't tell you that they're coming. They just start coming. There's not a place where you can say, OK, well, you know what, except for those who schedule their, their delivery and schedule. We, we, Mary didn't have this. All she had was a word from God. And she was pregnant with a baby and this baby decided to come at an inopportune time. But can I tell you something? Sometimes our inopportune time is God's appointed time. Oh my God. Oh, Shandarabosa. I don't know what you're going through right now. I don't know what your manger looks like. I don't know what your stable feels like. But I come to tell you that God has a hand in everything that you are going through. You are not alone. God is with you. In the manger, He is with you. In the stable, He is with you. In those unfamiliar streets of your Bethlehem, He is with you. Mmm. I could just see Mary trying to make herself comfortable enough to give birth in a smelly place. Comfortable in an uncomfortable place, settling in for the night, looking all around her and thinking about what she, what she has left behind, feeling uncomfortable, but deciding in her mind that I am going to make myself comfortable. My God, come on, what do you, what, what do you find What do you do when you find yourself giving birth in an uncomfortable place, in a smelly place, far from home, birthing the promises of God? Oh my God! Shura Sataya. You've got to birth the promise of God. See, God put a message, He put a vision, He put a dream, He put a destiny, He put something on the inside of you, and you have to give birth to it. You cannot give a birth. You cannot allow what is on the inside of you to die on the inside of you. So there is no option but to give birth to what is on the inside of you. There's life on the inside of you that needs to be birthed into this world. Somebody is depending on you giving birth to what's on the inside of you. Mary had to give birth to Jesus the Messiah. Mary had to give birth to the kings of kings and the lords of lords. Mary Mary was in an uncomfortable situation, but she knew that what was on the inside of her was a life-giving stream. She knew that what was on the inside of her was the key of David. She knew that what was on the inside of her was the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the end. She knew that all of creation was waiting for the manifestation of the Christ, the Anointed One. Oh my God! I wonder what's on the inside of you waiting to be birthed. What's on the inside of you waiting to bless this world? I know you're far away from all the comforts that you're used to. And you're in labor pains. And it's bad enough that they don't have no room. No room is at the inn. Mm, There's no room for you. And these are no ordinary pains, and this is not no ordinary circumstances. This is no ordinary time. When you're in pain, the first thing that you want to do is get to a place of comfort. The first thing that you want to do is get that pain to stop. I don't know about you, but I've had, I've been in pain to where when I had my, my I have four children, and when those first contractions, it okay, God, it's pain. I can handle it. Okay, and then it then it kept getting they they keep getting uh intensified and as they intensify i'm like okay god you gotta get this baby out of me get this baby out i don't care what is happening god you gotta get this baby out i I, I mean oh my god i'm talking to somebody who is on the verge of stepping into what god has called you to do i'm talking to somebody i may be preaching to myself but that's all right because i need to hear it too sometimes you're in in a place where you can't sit still anymore. I don't know any pregnant woman in a transition in labor that's gonna sit down and close their legs and say, oh, it's okay. No, when you're in labor and pain hits you, you gotta get moving. You gotta get in that birthing position. All you can think of is get this baby out of me right now. Oh my God, I'm telling somebody in this Christmas season, you got to bear down. You got to bear down. I know it's uncomfortable. I know you're struggling. I know the pain. Oh gosh, the pain. I know you may have lost loved ones to this coronavirus. I know you may have lost your job. I know you may have, you don't know what you're going to do going forward. I know that you're struggling with your family, with your family lost, You may be, struggling with your own health you may be struggling with your own personal struggles but there's something on the inside of you you are alive you are breathing you are walking and because you are alive and you're in this earth realm today you are still full of purpose you are still full of life and there's something on the inside of you that someone else needs oh my god So Mary settled in, perplexed, but had no choice but to give birth in a smelly, uncomfortable place. You see, sometimes God places the vision in your heart. And just like Mary, you have to keep it and you have to ponder it. you got to brood over it until it makes sense. Because, see, God, sometimes he doesn't show you the end and and sometimes he shows you the end, but he doesn't show you what's going to happen in the middle. So he came to Mary and he said, Mary, you're going to have a child and the government shall be upon his shoulder. And he is this Messiah that everybody's been talking about. And Mary said, okay, Lord, be it unto me according to your will. Be it unto me. And all of that was great. It was good. And then the morning sickness started. The discomfort, the the family start talking. Mary, you must have slept with Joseph. Then they start talking behind your back. Look at her. Who does she think she is talking about? She's going to have God's child. Look at her. Who she think? Who do you think you are, Mary? God didn't tell Mary that they were going to talk about her. They were going to ridicule her all of the tru- all of the struggles all of the trials in between that in between space where god spoke the vision over here and then this is where the fulfillment of the vision is but you are right in the middle in the in between place in a manger and i want to tell you something that manger is a temporary place see i wanted a crib for my baby with all the bling's on it i wanted a crib that I wanted a stable, I wanted a comfortable, I, I, I didn't want a stable, I want a comfortable delivery room. You know, one of the ones that massages your back. A, one of the ones that you go in with your, you know, hot water tub, birthing, all these modern comforts. But, but God gave us a stable. So you may be in a place where God placed that tremendous vision on your heart, but you don't know how it's gonna happen. But like Mary, you gotta keep those things in your heart and you gotta ponder them. It's okay to wonder and ponder. Did I hear you right, God? Are you sure you want me to give birth in this smelly stable? Why was it chosen? Oh my God, why did you choose a stable? God, you are the God of this universe. You hold everything in your hands, God. How could you give me a stable, God? Mary settled in for the night with the cows and the donkeys, back hiking, full in fully labor, no epidural, no comfort, la- no, no comfort of any labor in the room. I can hear her thinking, is this what delivering God's baby looks like? Is this what it really feels like? I, 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 I thought, God, since you chose me, you know, you, you might have given me a little bit more comfort. You might have, you know, because you're the God of this universe. And, and God, to be honest, God, if, if the king of England or the queen of England or the, you know, the, 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 the president or somebody up in high government status would have chosen somebody for something, they would have given them the most prestigious thing. They might, would have given them the best of everything that they could. And God, you are the God that owns it all. And all you could give me was a manger. Could it be, could it be that God was hiding his baby? Could it be that there was there's something that God is hiding you from? Could it be that there is something that God is preserving you from? You see the manger was God's hiding place for his baby because what you don't understand is that there were some Herods that Mary had no idea that Herod was going to come after her baby. Mary had no idea that Herod wanted was going to hunt down the whole Judea region of Judea and kill all the male ch- children. Mary had no idea that this was going to happen. So God said, listen, I can give you all the comforts of this world, but let me tell you something, Mary. There are some people on the other side that don't like what is is about to come over from the celestial shores of heaven. There's some people on the other side that is ready to kill what you are birthing in this season. And I know it. You don't know it. This smelly place is the least likely place that they're going to look for this baby. So you see, Mary, I could give, you all of the comforts that you desire, but I understand that that is the first place that they're going to look for this baby. I, that nobody would think to look for a baby in a smelly place, in a manger with cows and donkeys and sheep. God, God knows exactly how to hide what he's placed on the inside of you until the opportune time. The stable, the manger was God's hiding place for his baby. Oh my God. I know you've got, I know God has called you. I know God has positioned you. And it may look like nothing is working out right now. But God is hiding you. You are in a hiding place. How do we know? How do we know? See, not long after the angel came to warn Joseph in a dream to take the young child to Egypt, sometimes god will cause you to go into hiding and it is because he is protecting you it's okay it's ne- sometimes it's o- it's necessary it's necessary to hide in the dark sometimes obscurity is necessary nobody knows your name and that's okay but the big question here is why was god hiding his baby God is all almighty. He is all powerful and he can do anything. But this is the thing about God God is a God of time and order. Jesus' time was not yet come. It was not time yet for him to become the Christ. He he was born into the world, but he has to be developed. And when I think about that word "develop," I often think about the old methods of um, when people were creating uh, pictures. They would put them in a dark room and develop the negatives into pictures. They have to go in 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 a dark place. They have to go in a place where nobody can really see them. And sometimes when you are being developed, you have to go in a place of obscurity. You've got to go in a place where Where nobody knows your name and yet you have no you know that you are pregnant with something on the inside of you and you understand that i'm in a dark place i'm in a place where nobody knows my name i'm in a place where it's just me and god why why because it's not time to share what's on the inside of you with the world i know you're pregnant and you're in labor with god's baby What did God place in your heart when he overshadowed you? My God, I know when God overshadowed me and he spoke to me and he told me that I I would be doing this that I'm doing. At first, I I received the word with such glee and such joy. But then in the middle of trying to get ready, trying to prepare myself, trying to eat. Listen, I'm not even halfway there to where I saw God is taking me. But and the journey has been long. The journey. Oh, my God. Can you imagine riding on a donkey? Mary had to ride on a donkey all the way to death. I don't know how far she was riding from, but I I can just imagine being pregnant on a donkey. Sometimes that's how we feel because God called you. He placed a vision on the inside of you. And then to get from point A to point B, you got to end up, you end up being on a donkey. You end up taking the slow route. You end up taking a route that is uncomfortable. And then you end up in another uncomfortable, unfamiliar position. And like Mary, all we can do is keep these things in our hearts and ponder them. Keep these things in your heart. When nothing makes sense, but you know you heard God, keep those things in your heart and ponder them. When all hell is breaking loose around you, keep what God has placed on the inside of you. Keep the vision in front of you. Mm. I wonder what God has placed in your inside that will cause you to trek across rivers, climb over mountains, and cross the hottest desert and travel near and far. I wonder what is on the inside of you that will cause you to say, Lord God, whatever... Oh my God, Oh, Shera Soda, Whatever it takes, God, whatever it takes, God, for your glory, God, it is all for your glory, God. I will settle in this table for the night and ignore the smelliness, Lord God, if it brings you glory, Lord God, whatever it takes, oh God. Oh, Sheya, I understand Lord God. That this manger thing, this barn thing, this stable thing, it is only for a season, God. It is only for a while, God. So, whatever it takes, Lord God. Whatever it takes, I wonder what is that thing on the inside of you that will make you push back your plate and say, Lord God, whatever it takes, God. I'll trade comfort for rain, sunshine. I'll trade sunshine for rain, comfort for pain, oh God. Whatever it takes, God. What is that thing that is on the inside of you? See, you got to know God is not punishing you. He is hiding you, and I know you got to get you. See, you got to understand that God's purpose for your life is—he sometimes he has to hide it. It is your hiding place, because in Psalm twenty-seven verse five, he said, "For in times of trouble, I will hide you in my secret place." In the secret, God will hide you. Because see, Mary did not even know that there was trouble brewing. There was no warning. But this is the graciousness and the goodness of God, that even when you don't know it, God knows that there's trouble brewing on the other side. Can I tell you a quick story? A few months ago, I was going through a situation and I had this vision. I saw this angel sitting on the back of my roof right over my bedroom. And I'm wondering, I I just had a quick vision. And I'm like, what is an angel sitting highly doing over my bedroom? I had no idea that in the next few weeks that ensued, I would be cast into a, a, a battle, like, like a, 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 a spiritual battle like I've never experienced before. And while I was in this spiritual battle, every night in my dreams, this evil spirit would come. And I'm, I'm crying out to God, saying, God, why would you allow this, God? I'm, I, God Could you see, God, I'm doing what you call me to do. I am I, I'm trying to live right, God. I'm trying to live holy. And yet here is this thing. And God, where is your help, God? And right in the middle of that prayer, the Lord reminded me of the vision that I saw a few weeks back. I saw the angels' big. I don't know how many feet tall angels sitting there, just sitting there. And God said, what do you think that angel was doing? That God send the angel. Can I tell you? God send the angel before the warfare started. And what am I telling you right now? God knew how, knew where Mary was. He knew that Mary was gonna need a stable. He knew that Mary was gonna need a manger because, see, she didn't know that trouble was brewing. I didn't know that trouble was brewing. But God Almighty knows that trouble is brewing, and so He takes her and He hides her in the secret place. He he covers her. Oh my God. He is your hiding place. Pro- he protects you from trouble. He surrounds you with songs of deliverance. Yes, God will hide you to protect you. Sometimes you don't even know that you need to be hidden. See, Moses was hidden. Mm. We're going to talk about Moses a little. Mm. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Moses, like Jesus, had to be hidden at birth. And see, sometimes when you have something so precious on the inside of you, you have to be hidden. You've got to be, you, you, you have got to be hidden from view because God, sometimes, God is not ready to serve you up to the world yet. Oh, my God. You see, Moses had to be hidden. He had to be hidden just like Jesus. Because, see, the same way Jesus was born to be a deliverer, Moses was born to be a deliverer. Moses was was born to deliver Israel physically from Egypt. Jesus was born to deliver Israel spiritually from eternal damnation. One deliverance was physical, the other was spiritual. Both of their births caused tremendous bloodshed that was meant only to shed their blood. Imagine this. That's why when you stand in your place of purpose, you gotta you got to think about the other people that didn't get to stand in their place of purpose, because your place of purpose caused so much bloodshed. Oh my God, I'm standing here today, but I know so many other people didn't make it. So I don't take this for granted that I'm able to come before you and bring a word and bring a message to the Lord. I know that I am not perfect. I know that I'm not the best choice. I know that I'm not his first choice but I understand something so many other people did not get to make it they did not get to stand in their plans in in the purpose and the plans that God has for them so while I'm standing here before you in all of my imperfection declaring the Word of God to you I ask you don't look at me but look at how many people didn't make it Jesus So many people died. So many babies died right after Jesus was born, all because they were trying to kill purpose. Moses, so many babies died after Moses was born because they were trying to kill purpose. My God. So God decided to hide his baby. God decided to hide his baby. And I want to talk to you. I know this is a Christmas message and all, but I would be remiss if I did not mention the the spirit of abortion that is happening in this nation. And I wonder, could it be that the reason why abortion continues today is because the church is still hiding? What kind of God move is the enemy trying to stop with this bloodshed? Oh, Jesus, I feel the anointing here. Oh, Shara Sandoro, what kind of move is the angel trying, is is, is, is this demon of uh, abortion trying to stop? What kind of God move? See, the the, the church is supposed to be without spot and without wrinkle. The church is to be the, 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 the bride of Christ. The church is supposed to storm the gates of hell. Oh, my God, the the gates of hell cannot prevail against the church of God. But we are in a stage just like Jesus was. When he was born, they were killing all the babies. Here we are killing all the babies because, see, we're in a stage where we do not understand who we are yet. Jesus was just a baby. He was not ready to be placed on the cross. The church is still in a growing up stage. The church is still in a developing developing stage. And while we're talking about the church, we're not casting any stones on the church because the church is God's baby. And the church is still in hiding. It is hidden so that it can be developed and grow into the mature deliverer that it is meant to be. So when we look at this spirit of, spirit of abortion that is, is unleashed in this nation understand that this spirit of abortion is trying to slay what is coming out of the church because the spirit understands that when the church gets into its rightful position oh my God, oh my God, the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Therefore this bloodshed, this massive bloodshed Godshed continues just like it did for Moses, just like it did for Jesus. Oh, my God. Don't hate and God's babies. For those of you who are talking about the church is powerless and church is... This. Yes, it is. It is right now because it's being developed. Purpose is hiding in the church and purpose is hiding you. The next time you saw baby Jesus returning from Egypt approximately two years later he was still hiding so right now you might be in a stage where God said okay it's okay to come out of hiding it's okay but 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 when he take you out of hiding He said okay I'm gonna take you on the side I'm not even gonna take you in the front and center a stage yet I'm gonna take you on the side and so God took uh, took his baby out of Egypt and he put him on a hiding place he put him in another hiding place I wonder Are you in that transition place? I know sometimes we want to run ahead and we want to get right into what God has placed, God has said we can have, but God is hiding us. You see, Joseph learned that Aaron had a son that succeeded him as king. And so he understood that if he were to run straight center into the stage, baby Jesus, young Jesus would still be in danger. So God hid him again. I wonder if you're in that second hiding place. I wonder if you're in that first hiding place. What place are you in? The main message I want you to get here is that don't get discouraged in your hiding place. Follow the Lord. Can you see how God's plan makes more sense than your plan? The manger was God's hiding place for his baby. He knew exactly where to hide him. And sometimes the things that you are going through may cause you to think that God has forgotten you. But he knows exactly where to hide you. He knows exactly where to hide you. And I just want to encourage somebody today to just stay in that dark place. Stay in that hiding place. Wait on God and let him develop you in the dark. God is hiding you until it's time to put you on display. It's not familiar, I know. It's not comfortable, I know. It's not enjoyable, I know. But remember, it's a temporary place. It's a temporary place. It's a place of protection. I know you want the breakthroughs right now. I know you want the prophecies fulfilled right now. But keep on waiting. Keep on trusting. Keep on believing. It will come to pass in the fullness of time because nothing happens before the time. God hides you so that he can preserve you. He hides you so that he can protect you. He hides you so that he can bring you out at the right time. See, Jesus came in the fullness of time. That's what the Bible says. Jesus came in the fullness of time. When the Holy Ghost came, he came on the day when the day of Pentecost was fully came. I know it doesn't feel good, but there's a fullness of time for you. There's an appointed time for you. So I, I want to encourage you today as we close that God is hiding you. He's hiding you until you are fully developed, until you are matured, until he is ready to serve you up to the world. Remember, it is not you doing the work, it is God doing the work through you. You are just his vessel. So allow him to hide you in the secret place of his tabernacle until he is ready to serve you up to the world. So as we close this Christmas message today, let us not grow weary let us not grow faint and in those in those uncomfortable unfamiliar place let us trust God like we've never trusted him before because our breakthrough be- determined is, is dependent on us trusting God our ability to trust God is gonna determine how quickly we get out of that hiding place so I encourage you today and if you're in a place where you feel like you're uncomfortable, you feel like you're all alone, know that you're not alone. God is with you. He, is in, he was in that stable with Mary. He is in that manger with, with baby Jesus. God is with you today. So as I close, let me pray for you that in this Christmas season, you will find peace, you will find hope, you will find contentment in knowing that God has not forsaken you, he has not forgotten you, he is hiding you until it's time to serve you up. So let us pray. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for these, your people, that have listened to your word, Lord God. And your word says, whosoever will, let them come. And let them drink and find life, Lord God, from these words that I've given, Lord God, according to your purpose and according to your plan. Oh, God, let this message be a source of hope, a source of strength for someone who is going through their Bethlehem situation, Lord God. Let this message be a source of strength, Lord God, for those that are weak right now because of all the things that they had to endure, Lord God. Oh, God, let them see you as their shield and their hiding place. Oh, God. Let them find refuge. Let them find strength in you. In Jesus' name, I give you glory and I give you praise. Amen.